Hi, this is Lindsay Eastwood from the Toronto Six, and you're listening to College Hockey Talk. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest, former Syracuse women's hockey player and current Toronto Six player, Lindsay Eastwood, joins the show today. Uh, Lindsay, welcome to the podcast, and how's everything going? Yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, it's going well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You know, I'm starting to, summer's starting to wrap up, so I'm just trying to enjoy the last weeks of summer before I head back to school uh, sometime in early September. I hear you. I hear you. It comes too quick, eh? Oh, yeah, definitely. But I was working very hard this summer doing an internship, so it was a pretty good summer so far, and hopefully I can end it off just by relaxing for the last couple of weeks. Right on, right on. Well-deserved. Well, how's your summer been overall? Have you done anything interesting, whether it's hockey or non-hockey related? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, I mean, it's been pretty rainy, but... Uh, I like to spend a lot of time at my at the family cottage there in the in the Ottawa Valley. So I've uh, been spending a lot of time up here most of my weekends and got out to Calgary to visit some friends there last week and get to the mountains. It was pretty cool. But other than that, just working, working out and enjoying uh, enjoying the lake. That's good to hear. And obviously Cal- Calgary's hosting the world uh, championships. So uh, what's the scene like there uh, after they're hosting that uh, tournament. I'm pretty excited to watch that in a few days, actually. Yeah, that's uh, that should be good. It's a uh, long, well, I've been waiting a long time for that, those girls to play and uh, us, us to watch. So it's exciting time for them, for sure. It should be good. Now, how's the pandemic doing right now in Canada? Here in the U.S., it's kind of starting to come back around, which is disappointing to hear. But are things starting to get back to some normalcy in Canada, especially in Ontario, because I was reading how there's still some restrictions in that part of the province. Yeah. Yeah. So Ontario has been pretty locked down for the whole year, pretty much. And finally at the beginning of July, uh, restrictions started to lighten up a little bit and we were able to like go into patios and stores were opening up again. So uh, hopefully we can keep it this way and we don't have to go back into lockdown because it's been a, it was, it was a very long, long time in lockdown and I'm so ready. Like finally, like rinks even just opened up last month. So it's, uh, it's been a while. Now overall, how's your training going and what are you working on uh, regarding for your game for next season? Yeah, training's going pretty well. Like gyms in, in the rinks are back back open. So uh, that's, that's good news. And getting in there lots um but as always a big thing for me to work on is my speed so I did some footwork with uh Sid Sid Rosler she's a friend of mine and uh she's a trainer now and and she used to play for the Connecticut Whale there and at Quinnipiac so she uh she knows her stuff so I had her putting me through the paces and trying to help me uh, get some quicker feet now what is that one area of your game you're hoping to improve on the most uh, heading into next season or is there some other part of your game that you're trying to improve on uh, heading into the upcoming NWHL season? Yeah, that's, uh, that's usually the main focus every summer for me, to be honest. Uh, just always trying to get faster and, and working on my foot speed. Now, you were talking about how there was a lot of restrictions in Ontario, where you're from. 
has that brought any challenges re- preparing for the upcoming season with gyms uh, being closed and ice time being very uh, limited? Uh, so personally, I, I like to take um, a, a long break off of the ice and, and usually get on the ice in July and August and start to ramp it up in August. So uh, it, it's been pretty, pretty typical for me ice time wise. So it, it's not too bad on that front, but I would have liked the gyms to be open a little earlier. Um, I mean, I, I made do with what I have and made the best of it and, and really pushed myself on my own. So, uh, but it shouldn't, this year shouldn't be too different. I kind of got used to the whole, uh, working out on my own thing, um, last year in the last year, cause we've been on shutdown for a while. So, uh, yeah, it's, it should be better than last year, I think for training wise for myself. Yeah, and there's is there a different approach you have when you have to train uh, inside your house versus being in the gym? Because for a home at home training, from what I've been told, it's a lot of band workouts, body weight workouts. So you have to be a little bit more creative. However, in the gym, you kind of have all the equipment to your disposal. So does that change your approach at all uh, for the off season? Knowing you have to you have to do a little more at home workouts. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, a lot more body weight stuff. And I think it's actually pretty good for me um, to, you know, work those muscles. And um, if I find I've really leaned out rather than sometimes when I'm just hitting the weights all the time, I, I get pretty a little bulkier. So hopefully that will that will help with my foot speed. And um, yeah, it, it's uh, it definitely is a little bit of a different approach. Now you just signed a new contract uh, with the Toronto Six. I want to congratulate you on that. How excited are you to how excited are you to go back to the Six and uh, to play another year in the NWHL? Yeah, thank you. I'm uh, I'm really excited. It should be good. I think we have some unfinished business to take care of here uh, this season, so it should be a good one. Hopefully, a little bit more normal than last year, and uh, we can get back to business soon. And hopefully, some home games as well. Yeah, exactly. Looking forward to it. Now, is your training going to be different, I guess, for the six? Because talking to some other players from the past year, you guys were kind of divided into two groups uh, preparing for the upcoming season. The American players were in Buffalo training and the Canadian players were in Toronto training. Do you hope to kind of have full, more full team sessions uh, training for the upcoming season? Or are you not sure yet? Yeah, so last year um, it was actually a little different. So we had to we had to split up split up into two groups because we were only allowed 10 players on the ice at once so we didn't actually have full team practices until probably a week leading up to the to the season last year so it's pretty uh pretty unique situation but um you know so this year we'll hopefully be able to get us all on the ice at once for the whole season and that won't happen but um yeah it, i'm really looking forward to it and some normalcy mm-hmm. and what are your goals and expectations uh for the upcoming season with the six I think I have uh, pretty high expectations for our team. We have a good squad. We have good leadership um, from the ground up. So I, I think, uh, you know, I, we, we have a good shot at running, taking a good run for the cup. I mean, there's only six teams, so it's, uh, it's anyone. So I uh, know that's, that's, I definitely have high expectations for this team. And I, and I, I always will, because uh, I believe in, I believe in this group for sure. I think we got some, a lot of talent. Now let's start off talking about the beginning of your hockey career and work all the way up to where you are now in the NWHL and just talk a little bit about your college hockey career as well. So you're from Canada. Talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? What's your story or hockey background? Yeah, so being from Canada, it's almost like a rite of passage to play hockey. Everyone, uh, Everyone's in, involved in hockey in one way or another. So my dad, I come from a hockey family. My uncle played in the NHL. My dad played and coached at high levels. And 
Uh, so he built an outdoor rink in the empty lot next door to our house and I learned how to skate out there. And, uh, you know, it, it only made sense for me to eventually start playing. I, I actually wanted to be a figure skater at first, but my parents wouldn't let me and it's probably for the best, uh, not wouldn't be as graceful. So uh, yeah, I got into hockey, started playing on a team at about six years old, um, but I've been skating since I could walk and I uh, never looked back and uh, here I am. Now, which team did your uncle play for? I, I did not know that uh, before this interview and uh, just talk, has he helped you at all for your hockey career since he played in the NHL? Yeah, he played, uh, he played 13 seasons in the NHL for Toronto, a bunch of teams, Toronto and St. Louis, uh, I think were his most notable teams that he played for. So and for the longest, uh, but yeah, he's definitely been a, a good help. Um, he's always a, just a text away if I have any questions. I mean, going like, you know, when it comes to contracts or stuff like that, or, uh, you know, he's been through it, even just training. I remember before I'd go to university for training, for our fitness testing and training camp, I'd always pick his brain about what that's all about and you know what his tips and tricks were and and he's definitely a uh, he's a he's a good person to lean on for that stuff now was he your favorite player growing up or was there another nhl player that you looked up to and tried to model your game after or was there a female player from the national team that uh, you liked a lot yeah he was uh i was pretty young when he was playing so he retired i think when i was like seven or eight years old so uh it was a while ago, but I definitely looked definitely looked up to him. Um, but then uh, I'm a Suns fan. I'm originally from Ottawa, so uh, I really liked watching Eric Carlson when he was with the Suns. Um, and uh, now I'm now I'm a Braden Point fan. He's pretty fun to watch, and I, I like Tampa there with Victor Hedman. They're they're pretty it's pretty solid players to watch. But uh, also Cassie Campbell, I look up to her in many ways, on and off the ice. And Tessa Bonham, same thing. She's defense, so. Those are definitely uh, some players I, I kept my eye on when I was growing up. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge Bruins fan. And watching the series they had against Tampa last year in the bubble, Braden Point absolutely killed the Bruins. He scored so many goals. It was it was pretty fun to watch, but it was also hard to watch as well, uh, being <laughs> in the other end of that. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. And being an Ottawa Senators fan, uh, what well, one player that comes to mind is uh, Daniel Alfredson. I think thought he was a great leader for that team, but he was also a great player as well. Uh, did you watch him at all growing up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, captain of Ottawa, it seems. You know, he's uh, like the whole city. I mean, uh, he's a special player, and, and this, he was really embraced by this city. So he was cool cool to follow. It was a sad day when uh, when he left us and then when he eventually retired. Oh, yeah, but they did a cool ceremony, I remember, for him when he, had, he signed that, like, one-day contract with Ottawa, and then they had a whole, like, banner-raising ceremony. I thought that was a cool way for him to end his career and the, where it started. Yeah, it was really cool. Now, before college hockey, you played in the PWHL for the Nepean Wildcats. Uh, how did you get the opportunity to go to Nepean and play for the PWHL? Yeah, so I uh, I used to play boys, and then I got recruited um, by the Nepean Wildcats uh, junior team there. Um, Faye McLaughlin was the coach at the time, and she she had watched me, and she wanted me to come try out for her team. So went and tried out uh, as a 14-year-old. Usually you don't play on that team until you're about 16. So I was uh, a little younger. Same with uh, one of my teammates, Sam Kogan. Her and I, we both came over from boys and, and made that team. Um, and then I played four years there and uh, it was uh, we had a good run. I think we still hold the record for uh, most points in a season as a team. And I think 
I, I can't remember. I think it was 2014. So that was a pretty, uh, pretty solid season. We hang our hat on that one, but uh, it was a good time. And it was a really, it's a strong league and great league to develop in. Yeah. And elaborate more on your time in the PWHL and what's the best memory you have uh, with Nepean overall? Oh, it's pretty hard to say because we had a lot of fun that, that one season where we, we have our, the record, the regular season points record. That was a, that was probably a, definitely a highlight. And um, that was just a fun season. Like we, we won almost every game. I think we lost one game that season. So things are always good when you're winning. Right. So uh, that was definitely, definitely cool. Now in your final two seasons in the PWHL, you were named captain of the team. Uh, what type of leadership did you want to bring to the team that season? And were you more of a vocal or lead by example type of player? I, you know, I'd say my leadership style is a little bit in between. Um, I'm, I'm not afraid to get vocal, but I, I don't like having to tell people what to do. I'd rather than them, it come from within. So if I can lead by example and kind of inspire them to, to do that, the right thing, or, you know, push themselves harder or whatever it is, um, then I think then that's, uh, that, that's definitely the way I like to do things. But sometimes you do have to talk to people or, you know, get talk, motivate in the locker room in between periods or whatever it is, uh, which I'm definitely not afraid to do. But yeah, I don't like telling people what to do. I like when it comes from within and, and I think people like it better when it comes from within too. So uh, it's probably my, my style. Now being a leader on a very successful team at such a young age, how did that leadership um uh, title, I guess, help uh, you when you were heading into college hockey with Syracuse? Yeah, and uh, it, well, eventually at Syracuse, I became assistant captain and then captain for two years. So um, I think I took what I learned as a captain those years and, you know, what my leadership styles and, and what we, the way we worked uh, as a team that those years and we had success uh, into the next following years. And um, but nothing changed. Like I said, like, just, you know, be nice to everyone, be there for everyone, uh, lead by example, always do the right thing and, and encourage others to do the right thing. And then, you know, get a little excited when the good things happen and fire the girls up at the right times. Oh, yeah, it's always fun to hype the team up, uh, especially when you're the captain as well. So that's that's probably like the best part, I think, of being a leader on a team. Mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. Now, how did your experience in the PWHL help prepare you for college hockey with Syracuse? Yeah, so we, being from Ottawa, there's only two teams in the Ottawa area in our league in the PWHL. So we were always going to Toronto, probably. I think it was like every other weekend. Um, that grade 12 year, I missed a, a lot of school. Uh, I, my mom did the math and it was like over a month of school, just with tournaments, playing my just league games. I had to miss a lot of Fridays. Uh, so it was, uh, it was a lot of school being missed and I had to get used to being on the road and, um, you know, missing that class time and all that. And, and then uh, when I went to Syracuse, I, that we're on the road every second weekend, pretty much. Right. We're constantly traveling. So you get used to missing class, get used to always having to travel for hockey and doing homework in the car or on the bus or whatever it is, sleeping in hotels. Um, and, and so I think that definitely helped prepare me. I was ready for that, all the travel. Um, and it's also just a strong league, you know, I was playing against the top, top players, like uh, almost my whole team, my whole graduating class in, in grade 12, we all went and played university somewhere and, uh, and majority of us D1. So it was a competitive league that definitely helped me get ready for on the ice as well. 
Now take me back to your recruitment process with Syracuse. What was that like and what made you want to go there versus other schools you might have looked at? Yeah, so at first my my dad had to convince me to go and, and check out Syracuse. I uh, I wasn't too keen on it, but he got me uh, got me there and I loved it. I uh, I really was looking I really wanted to go to a school with a big school feel and I, I got that feeling from from Syracuse and uh, and I I'm wanted to go to a school uh, for journalism, for school, um, for class, and, and they have one of the top programs, communication programs in the country. So that definitely was probably one of the main drawing factors. And, you know, the coaches are great. Uh, you know, everyone I talked to had a good experience there. So I, uh, I, uh, I, I went there and never looked back. And the other schools, I went and visited a couple other schools afterwards and nothing seemed to live up to it. Uh, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Was it the speed of the game or the physicality of the game since you're going against older players uh, when you're a freshman? And that's something that most players have to adjust to in their freshman year. Yeah, it was probably the speed of the game. I had actually had to sit out my freshman year because of uh, an, an injury slash illness. So um, having to sit out, that was definitely not easy. Um, so the coming back, the comeback from that was was difficult. And I'd say the speed was probably the biggest thing. Yeah, and what did you learn during your time uh, not playing uh, for your first year at Syracuse, and how did you use that time uh, preparing for your first year of playing uh, with uh, the Orange? Uh, so I actually got medically disqualified. I didn't think that I was ever going to get to play hockey again. Um, so I uh, I was told by the doctors less than a 5% chance that you'll be able to go off. I was on blood thinners for blood clotting disorder, and um, so I, I ended up beating those odds. But during that time when they told me I wasn't, able to play I took up rowing and uh, tried that out and when I came back a year almost a year later my blood tests had told me uh, that my blood condition reversed itself and I got to go off the blood thinners so uh, I got to play hockey again so I guess the biggest thing I learned that year is don't take anything for granted because you never know when uh, it's going to be taken away from you. Yeah, that's an incredible story. And I think when you like when you go through that experience uh, heading into your first year actually playing college hockey, did you have that mindset throughout your whole career? It's like, I can't take this for granted. I just got to play every game like it's my last and just enjoy it. Exactly. That's exactly my mindset. And, you know, even from the first practice, I, we were getting uh, bags skated and and I, I was just I was smiling. And that's uh, something I don't usually do during a bag skate. So it was I was just so happy to be out there and wasn't taking any of those moments for granted. Now, you played in the CHA conference. What was your experience like playing in that conference? And just talk about the competition you faced uh, every night. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, the good thing about that league is or that conference and it goes for all the conferences in the league. If you win your conference and you get a, a bye to the NCAA tournament. So that was definitely a, a huge, a huge drawing factor there. And, um, but you know, there's, we were a top team in, in the league for, for all five of my years that I was there and uh, made it to the, the finals, I think three out of the five or something like that. So it's uh, we always competed at the top of our game. And uh, so it was good. We had some good rivalries against Mercyhurst and, and RMU and, you know, every, every one of those teams, you know, anyone could win on any night. So it was, uh, it was good. Yeah, and in your first year of playing hockey with Syracuse, you lost to Robert Morris in those CHA playoffs. So what did you take away from that experience that helped you heading into your uh, final three years um, with Syracuse? Yeah, I mean, uh, 
we it hurts it stings you don't like losing that's for sure i don't like losing so we always remember that and uh you know remember that feeling of losing and when you get to that moment don't want to have to feel it again but so yeah we uh it, when we finally got a little taste of victory it was pretty sweet and i believe it was it was against rmu so uh definitely definitely owed them that yeah, and in your third year of playing with Syracuse, your team went on that run and also made the first national tournament appearance in Syracuse women's hockey program history. Uh, but you started off that season playing in Montreal. I just want to ask you to talk a little bit about that experience, getting to play in Montreal to start off that season, because that must be cool for yourself being Canadian and getting to play in your home country uh, to start off a college hockey season. Yeah, so we were off to a tough start that season. We were playing against, uh, we, I don't think we had won a game yet. And uh, we were after Christmas, and we had the, the Christmas tournament in, in Montreal. So we went out there, and uh, we I don't think we lost a game. So it was a good confidence booster for us. It was cool. We got to see the city of Montreal, which is a really cool city. And it's uh, only about two hours away from my hometown of Ottawa. So my family got, got to come, my aunts and uncles. And so it was uh, – it was pretty cool. My friends even made the trip down. Um, I know the girls got a little beaver tails, some poutine, a little taste of uh, Canada. So that was sweet. And then also a little confidence booster because uh, the second half of that season after Christmas, after that tournament, things really turned around for us. And we went on our run at the CHAs. Yeah, and you played a lot of ranked teams throughout that regular season as well. Uh, what did you take away from those games, I guess, heading into the CHA playoffs, playing those ranked opponents? And do you think that helped uh, going in the CHA uh, playoffs, uh, being competitive with all those ranked teams? We arguably every year had one of the hardest uh, hardest, hardest um, schedules. We were always playing top. I think we played almost every top 10 ranked team that year. It was uh, – it was not easy and it's uh you know at the moment in the moment like it sucks because we were getting getting the beat pretty bad sometimes and you know sometimes we'd compete really well and like we'd almost beat these like number two Cornell I remember they they beat us in the third period one game when we had them all game you know like things like that like we're super close same with Colgate like we had them and you know we just we just lose in the final minutes or whatever in the last period but uh, it just it, it really showed that we can compete with them and we're right there we just got to get over that hump and uh, I know I think we played Wisconsin earlier in the year and we got the wheels beat off of us like 10 to 1 it was just embarrassing they, they had a, a full full rank and not a good game didn't feel good out there and uh, and then we had to go back for the, the final eight and uh, we put on a, a really good game I mean the score I think it was four to one which uh, we got one past uh, Kirsten Campbell, Kristen Campbell, and she's now, you know, going to be, you know, trying out for the Olympic team here. And she's, she's quite the goaltender. So uh, I don't, I don't think anyone else scored on them that, that tournament. So that was uh, something, or at least Clarkson didn't. It's what we put a hang our hat on there. Uh, but we had a really, we played a way better game against them and it didn't feel as, uh, as tough out there. It felt like we actually skated with them better. Yeah, and at what point during that regular season did you think your team was capable of winning the CHA uh, championship and heading to the national tournament? I think we always felt we were capable. Uh, you know, it's just we just had to keep pushing and just trust the process, believe in ourselves, and it'll come. The good thing about the CHA, or it could be the bad thing, depends on how you look at it. Everyone makes the tournament, and anyone can win that tournament, the CHAs. So 
we just, uh, you know, we left it all behind us. Whatever happened in that regular season, we forgot about. And uh, we started fresh and went on a run and uh, never looked back. And, and we played our hearts out and, and did it for ourselves, which was, uh, which is, which was huge. And what, was that your mindset heading into that uh, CHA playoff run? Was like anyone can win this, so why not us? And just talk about what your mindset was like uh, during that uh, playoff run you had. Yeah, it's definitely just, you know, forget about what happened in the past. Let's uh, let's start fresh here. A new season is the playoffs. Playoffs is its own beast. So forget about it and let's uh, let's do it for us. That was definitely our mindset. Like we, we know we can, so why not? Let's do it. And you played Robert Morris in that championship game. Uh, what did you take away from that game overall and how good did it feel uh, to beat that team, especially since they beat you uh, in your freshman or first year playing uh, in that same spot? Well, I think they had their whole band there and they took over the rink. So it, it felt really good. Uh, I mean, then every year they'd bring their band and, and you know, they, they'd take over the rink like they own the place and acted like they own, they own the place. And don't get me wrong, a really good team, but just made us want to beat them that much more. So it felt good, felt really good. And uh, we, we deserved it that time. We, uh, we played hard and played until the end. Honestly, the semifinal game against Mercyhurst felt it was probably the hardest game out of that tournament. And just uh, we were running off a high after that game. So just kept the momentum going. And what emotions were you feeling after lifting up that CHA uh, trophy for the first time over your head? And how good did it feel, I guess, to be a part of that first Syracuse women's hockey team that made the national tournament? And just how, where do you see the program uh, heading uh, in the next three to four years after your accomplishment that season? Yeah, it was awesome. I know we were just so happy, you know, like for everyone that came before us who paved the way, you know, we had been, the, the program had been to the finals too many times to count. And uh, so it felt good to finally get that one, that first one off the back. And uh, we, so it was, it was for everyone. It was for all the girls that we played, played with and, and who played before us in the, in the block S. So it was huge. And I know they were all huge supporters and, and cheering us on. So, it's uh, it was a big one for the program, and uh, you know, it's it's looking. It, it gave us hope for the future, and uh, you know, puts puts Syracuse on the map a little bit. You know, making the NCAA tournament definitely helps, and with recruiting and and uh, and what 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 and so on. So, it's uh, it, it's exciting, and hopefully they can do it again in uh, this year and keep it going. Now you played the number one team in the country in that tournament in Wisconsin, and you're talking about how you felt like you skated a little more with them compared to the when you played against them in the regular season. So, but just overall, talk about uh, your first national tournament uh, experience. Uh, what did you take away from it, and how cool was it uh, to be in that atmosphere? Because the bonds one of the coolest rinks to play in, and especially being a road player, I feel like it would be more more cool experience just because the whole crowd's against you and the whole band's there. So just talk about a little bit more about your experience uh, in that tournament atmosphere setting. Yeah, it was really cool. It was awesome. Uh, we uh, super excited to get out there. I know we heard that it like sold out within like hours. So it was, uh, and I think there's over, just over 2000 people in the stand. So that's pretty cool. We don't get that many in uh, at the tip in, uh, in Syracuse. So it was, uh, it was neat to to hear that it was really loud in there. It was uh, it was an awesome experience. Um, but I mean, like I said, if, it felt like a, even though we didn't win, it felt like a better outcome and felt way better about that that game than we did playing them uh, a couple months before. So it uh, it was a good way. It, w- it wasn't it wasn't too mad about the way it ended. I was pretty proud of that team.
Now just talk about uh, the next year, your senior year. Uh, just talk a little bit about that regular season. What was that like for yourself? And because it seemed like your team had a very good regular season, but unfortunately in the CHA playoffs, uh, your team came a little bit short uh, for reaching that goal again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it uh, seems to be the story. We can't waste any games earlier on in the season, and sometimes uh, that would happen. We'd have some throwaway games that we just can't really afford to have um, for ranking wise. And uh, it, you know, at the end of the at the end of the day, I think we did all we could do. Um, and just in the you know the stars didn't align for us this ta- that time. But you know, I, I have faith that the girls will be back there hosting the cup in a couple of years and making that. A, a, a normal thing for Syracuse to be heading to the tournament and that'll be uh you know that'll be the standard for that program and I think uh I think it's close um but yeah that final year unfortunately uh you know I was lucky that I got to finish my season even though it wasn't the way it ended but then COVID hit like a week later so I mean it, it it's too bad for all the other girls that were still trying to play it out that season and then never got to. So I, there's no closure for them. And I'm just at least thankful I got a little bit of closure on my college hockey career. Yeah. When you look back on your college hockey career, what do you remember the most? Definitely that CHA win. That was pretty cool. And when you think also back to your college hockey career, what do you think was the biggest improvement you made to your game uh, from your freshman year to your senior year? Oh, I think overall, uh, just, you know, my, my confidence really grew. Um, just I became more offensive as time went on uh, and, and then, you know, kept my, kept my footwork up with the, with the years. And it, it really helped me as I, as I uh, grew as a player. Now I know no fans were allowed at games uh, this past year, but did you get the chance to watch all your former team uh, play at all in streams or anything like that? And what's your thoughts on the team's performance this past season? And what do you expect from the team uh, heading into this upcoming season? Yeah, I actually got to be the analyst during a couple of games, Syracuse home games. So, uh, and then I'd watch online whenever I could. But it was uh, it was weird to have to you know to call the game rather than uh, actually get to be out there with them. But uh, I'm hoping I can get back in there. Maybe I'll get actually in the booth this year to call the games because I have a lot of fun doing that and you know hoping to make a career out of that one day. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the girls. They uh, they have a lot of returning girls um, with the you know, the COVID rules and everything going on. So uh, they get that year back and, and uh, so it should be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching them. Yeah, definitely. And is it kind of weird uh, having that different perspective of uh, watching the team uh, through a, a broadcaster standpoint rather than being a player? And do you, how do you use your playing experience uh, heading into the broadcast? I'm curious about that. In a sense, uh, it almost was similar because, uh, you know, we'd come back into the locker room in between periods and we'd break down, you know, what can we do better? What can, you know, what was good? And uh, so I was kind of highlighting that on the broadcast. So it kind of felt like, uh, you know, I was uh, right, right there with them, you know, cheering them on, not necessarily cheering them on, but, you know, barking at them a little bit. But from the booth, uh, it was, uh, it, it was interesting. It was cool. And I think uh, just knowing, you know, I knew exactly like, a lot of the plays, the systems that they ran. And um, I mean, I know exactly what's going through Victoria Klimek's head when she's skating down, crossing the blue line, that kind of idea. So, or, you know, what, what Allison Small is saying when she stops the puck. So it, it definitely uh, gave me a good perspective as a broadcaster for it. 
And also being a player in the broadcast booth, you know, talking about the team. Uh, do you feel any pressure of like trying to be, I guess, are you, do you feel, I feel like the toughest part about being a broadcaster for a team that you play for and knowing some of the players that you play for is sometimes you got to be critical of their play. How do you go about that? Uh, not trying to like ruffle any feathers with some of your former teammates. Yeah, you definitely, that definitely is a, a, a tough one and a, you know, a, a tight rope to balance on, but um, I mean, I gotta do my job and I, I think they understand that a lot, you know, as a player at this level, once you get to that level, you know what you're doing wrong and, and what you're doing right. So, um, you know, I don't think that they're, they're too critical. Like if, if, you know, Allison Smalls were to let in the soft goal, you know, I'd say something like, you know, I mean, she's going to want that one back. Cause I know she would, you know, or, you know, her, her teammate should have had her back. And like, if I was out there, I, I, I know most times, yeah, I should have had her back. I should have not made that pass, you know? So at that level, you kind of know what you're doing wrong, so they won't hold it against me, I hope. Now, we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment, where I just ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. Uh, my first non-hockey question to you is, uh, what music do you like to listen to, whether it's before a game or just on a general basis? I'm a huge Justin Bieber fan, so anything Biebs related, I'm all over it. Before I'm the game, it's off the, whenever. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge uh, Justin Bieber fan myself as well. Are you more old school Bieber or has some of his newer stuff is more of what you listen to now? I love his new album, but mm -hmm. yeah, I, I can't go wrong with the old stuff. I throw that on every once in a while. It's a good car jam. I definitely have to give you that, especially one time. Uh, I'm, oh, yeah. I usually never sing it when I'm in front of people, but when I'm alone <laughs> in my car, it's hard not to sing to that song. That's such a good uh, finger snapper, leg tapper, like it's a great song. So I like listening to that. Exactly, exactly. You get it. Now, what's your favorite song from his uh, latest album? Ooh, I mean, Pe Peaches is pretty basic, but that's a good, good, uh, good banger. But I like Lifetime. It's mm -hmm. uh, it's a little slower, but I like it. Yeah, I like anyone. That's a bit of a slower song as well, but I like the meaning to the song. And it's just, it's also catchy as well, which I think is pretty impressive how you can make a slower song uh, catchy. I'm not a musical guy, but I just think that's pretty cool how he did that for that one song. I agree. I agree. So what's your favorite TV show? What do you like to watch? And what have you been binge watching, I guess, uh, as of late during the summer? Uh, lately, I've been watching, uh, I rewatched season one of Outer Banks before it came out. And so I just, uh, just finished that up season two so it's pretty good yeah uh, that's probably what i'm on these days that's exactly what i'm on as well i'm just finishing up season two uh what, what was your thoughts on the season without spoiling it it's pretty intense i mean it gets um uh, gets pretty dicey at times so mm -hmm. keeps me on my toes it's not one that i can just watch to fall asleep to that's for sure oh i totally agree with you on that in my opinion just i'm on episode seven right now I think season two is a little bit better than season one. Uh, do you agree with me on that? Or maybe I'm just the only one who feels that way. I think I could get behind that. I could agree with that. It's pretty I good. I just think there's more action to it, especially when they're in the Bahamas. I'm not going to get into it, but you know what I'm yeah. talking about. I feel like it's a little more intense, uh, like you just mentioned. For sure. For sure. What's your favorite character or who's your favorite character uh, from that show? You know, I think I like Pope. I think mm -hmm. uh, he's pretty relatable, but yeah, he's a, he's a good one. I'm a JJ guy all the way. I think he's hysterical. Yeah. And I think, uh, I don't know, his, his dynamic with uh, John B, I think is uh, pretty, uh, pretty good to say the least for TV characters. So it's sure. definitely a good show. And I like the treasure hunting element to it as well. So it's a fun watch for sure. So if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it if you have the time. Definitely, definitely. Now, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, uh, who would it be and why? 
I think I'd have to say Ellen DeGeneres. She's uh she's pretty cool. I love watching her show and um you know, so I think she'd be she'd be an interesting one, maybe make me laugh a little bit. So uh, I think she'd be cool. Now, who was the funniest teammate you had uh, when you were with Syracuse? Oh, probably have to be Maddie Welch. She's uh, she's quite the character, but um, Brooke Avery is also pretty funny. She I have a podcast with her called Tee It Up. Um, so sh- sh- we uh, we we shoot. We uh we gab we have the gift of gabs on there on there and have fun with it. That's awesome. Well, I definitely have to give that podcast a listen after this interview. I didn't know that you had a podcast. That's pretty cool. Now, last not hockey question is uh, who has the best style on the team uh, when you were with Syracuse? Obviously, you had the best style from throughout your five years there. But besides yourself, uh, who had uh, the best style? Who rocked the orange the best? I guess. Ooh, the best style. Hmm. That's a good question. It's a good one. Ah, you know, my Allie Monroe, she had pretty good style and she was a good player. So, I mean, if you, she, uh, she, she's pretty good. Yeah. I'd probably say her. Yeah. I think it's cool. Cause seeing some of your headshots from former rosters, the orange polos I thought were really cool. Um, who do you think rocked the, that one the best? Cause I've always, I should try to get one at some point. I just think it's a really cool look. Yeah. yeah, those are those are good. Those only came out for headshots, but uh, oh, I think uh, you know I might have to give that one to Brooke Avery. You know, blended with her hair, she's got the red hair too, so it uh, went well nicely with that. With that. Now back to some hockey questions. Now, uh, my first question to you is: uh, What do you think should be done to help grow women's hockey? And I'm curious to hear your perspective on it, just because uh, you've been involved with the game so long. And you also are an analyst for the game as well. I think the most important thing is getting exposure, um, getting out there. That means getting TV deals, um, you know, getting out there in the community. I, you know, I help coach um, in a girls hockey association in Etobicoke and help out there and just, you know, wearing my, my Toronto six stuff just gives the girls no letting them know that there's something to, to work towards. I think that helps grow the game. Um, but yeah, exposure, the more eyeballs we can get on it, the more investors we'll get and uh, the more people will get playing. Yeah. How do you think um, the NWHL has done TV wise, uh, bringing exposure to that league? I think, you know, we're, we're on the way up. We, uh, I think it's really cool. The partnership we have with Twitch uh, it's free, it's online, any accessible to anyone across the world. Like there's people from Brazil watching our games uh, last January. So that's pretty cool. Um, but then we even got on NBC, you know, NBC sports, which is huge. And, you know, hopefully we can, we can continue to, to work on those partner, those partnerships and get some, uh, some TV deals for the whole season or, you know, and, and not just the semis and the finals. Yeah, I totally agree with that. The exposure is everything to help grow the sport. And I'm interested to see how it does uh, for the world championships. I know we we're talking a little bit about that in the beginning, but I think it's a pretty women's hockey's in a great spot right now regarding the world championships, just because there's not that many sports that are going on right now in the moment. So I think it's a good time to help bring exposure to the game. And hopefully it does uh, with this tournament coming up uh, just to bring some eyeballs to some of the best players in the world. For sure. For sure. Now, what advice would you give a younger player who's trying to pursue a division one college hockey career? You know, if they want to do it, then they, if they put their, their mind to it, then they can totally do it. And, uh, just remember to have fun along the way. Sometimes the pressures or, you know, the, 
wanting to get a scholarship or a spot on a team so bad can kind of get in the way of the fun and, and put too much pressure on you. So just remember why you play in the first place and, uh, and have fun with it. Now, do you have any shout outs you'd like to give to any of your teammates, current teammates, former teammates, or any of your family or friends uh, before the interview ends? Yeah, for sure. I got to shout out uh, all my friends at, at Syracuse. These are my, uh, my, my best friends for life and we still keep in touch all the time. So uh, those are the best days of my life, best years. So shout out to them for making it the best and, uh, and here's to, to many more memories. Well, I just want to say thank you so much, Lindsay, for taking time of your day and coming on the podcast. It really means a lot to me. I wish you all the best uh, for this upcoming season and take care and stay safe. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care everyone and have a great day. Bye.